It's 2019. And listen, I'm not Oprah or anything. But I told you I, I want to help everybody be the best they they can be. You know, I want I want you to be the best you can be. I'm trying to make me the best Ray I can be. I'd like to help you guys out. So we've had a guy calling in, and so I invited him in because I I find, I, as you guys can tell, I'm fascinated in it because we've had him on before, and uh, I invited William Mitchell, who is a hypnotist, and, uh, you know, he calls in and, and is telling you how he can help you lose weight and uh, stop smoking and stuff. But I said, come in just so I can interview you because I find his story fascinating. Uh, welcome to the program, William. Good to see you. Hey, thanks, Ray. Good to be here. You, this is why I think you're fascinating is because you are a hypnotist. Yes. But you're also a minister. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, just yesterday I was interviewed... Uh, on Facebook by another hypnotist because I'm a board-certified hypnotherapist, but I'm also an ordained uh, Protestant minister and yeah. actually serving now in American Baptist Church uh, near Taylorville in a little town called Stonington. But I've been ordained since 1983, and I went to college and seminary, and, and so um, I've always had my my interest in the church, always had my interest in faith, but um, part of faith is helping people, putting your faith in action, and that's what kind of led me into hypnosis was the uh, the effort to help people through counseling eventually led to hypnosis, and then hypnosis really became, for me, like a second vocation, and so I'm really called in the ministry a bivocational minister. I serve a church, but I really make a big part of my income, probably the biggest part of my income from the hypnotherapy, and then, the uh, of course, the church does pay me a little bit for being the pastor. Now, now isn't and and I could be wrong, but there is a, a sort of a, a part of the church that doesn't like hypnosis. That's right? true. That's true. There. So that, that's what I that's I find you so fascinating being a minister, but yet also working in a field that part of. The church doesn't like it. Could you, I don't know if you can elaborate some, on that. Some, or. some denominations are very, very wary of psychology in general and even more wary of hypnosis because there are a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis. In hypnosis, you hear everything, you know what's going on, you're not a zombie, no one controls you in hypnosis. And a lot of the misconceptions about hypnosis all boil down to does someone control you? No. If, if someone really wants to come out of hypnosis at any moment, they can. And if they were given suggestions that were contrary to their faith, their beliefs, their desires, they could come out of hypnosis as well and refuse those suggestions. Well, as you know, I, I, you know, I had a problem with elevators and I went to you and you actually had someone hypnotize me. Yes. One of my students. Uh -huh. And, and there's no, I can, people, I'm telling you just because I've been through it, there is nothing mystical or uh, supernatural or any of that stuff yeah, about no, it. No Ouija boards. It's very science. <laughs> it, it really seemed very scientific. It is. It's it's a, it's a branch. It's really it's really the father. It's really the father of mo modern psychotherapy. If you look back at Freud's history, look back at any of the great uh, psychologists of the past, they all were using hypnosis. And if you look at a lot of what goes on in psychology today, you can trace its roots right back to hypnotic techniques because um, even the even the idea. Of in psychotherapy of going back, talking about people's past, their childhood. Well, in hypnosis, we call that age regression. But the difference is, when we do it in hypnosis, the memory is so heightened as opposed to just your normal memory. So so a lot of modern psychology takes its roots from, from uh, hypnotherapy. Matter of fact, hypnosis is really the father of, of all the current psychotherapy that's out there. So it's been around for a long time. Oh, yes. In, in, uh, in the Netherlands, they've been using hypnosis for over 200 years 
years to treat post-traumatic stress syndrome or what we call PTSD now. Um, you know, so it has a long history. Um, Mesmer, the French, uh, he was actually in France. He was actually an Austrian physician. He's kind of the first one that we kind of identify as being more of a modern hypnotist. But in England, we had uh, British doctors over in India who uh, noticed these people could put themselves in a trance-like state and they could perform surgeries without any anesthesia. And so this Dr. Esdale came back to Britain and he started using it in his surgeries. But um, unfortunately for the history of hypnosis, within about two or three years after Esdale brought this back to England, they uh, they came up with ether for anesthesia. And so it's never taken off as a primary form of anesthesia, but it can be used in medical settings. And it is used in medical settings because there are some people that they do very well with hypnosis and they can do childbirth without any any uh, any pain at all using hypnosis. There are other people in, now in, in uh, foreign countries like Europe, uh, they're still using hypnosis quite a bit in surgical procedures. The United States, we're, we're just, um, the nature of our laws and the way the medical hospitals are set up, they're not just, they're just not doing a lot of hypnosis for that kind of, that kind of deep anesthesia. Is it, is it the voice? Is it, um, you know, because TV and movies, you think it's somebody rocking a watch back and forth in front of your eyes. Sure. And, and, that, and, and, the, and the thing about the watch is uh, uh, a lot of hypnosis boils down to focus. And people say, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. I say, well, can you focus? And if they can focus, and that's what the watch is, you're supposed to focus on the watch or focus on a point on the wall or focus on this, focus on that. And eye fixation is one of several different techniques to induce the hypnotic state. And, and eye fixation is not the only technique, but it's probably the oldest technique. And it's a good one but uh but the point is is it it, um, it from the outside it looks very different but once you study hypnotism it actually has its own logic there is a thing called trance logic and actually it's very logical once you get into it and so so you can you know therapists can use it you know psychologists can use it doctors can use it and uh, we help people primarily with habit control because there's so many people that benefit from just relaxing and focusing on their goals and then they're able to then change their behavior how does if someone's listening and they're like they're hearing this um and maybe uh, maybe they want to be maybe they want to get into it like how can you i would i would be interested in being able to hypnotize someone is it college? Is it how? How do you learn to be a hypnotist? Well, of course, there are um, universities that have classes in in uh, hypnotherapy and hypnosis in general. Um, some sometimes as part of just a regular psychology class is just one one aspect of the curriculum. But um, most people that uh, are doing hypnosis out there professionally either are therapists or medical professionals who've then taken additional training in hypnosis, and then you have people like myself. Uh, uh, who actually are were strictly hypnotherapists, like here in Illinois. And um, so, if you're wanting to go for psychotherapy, you should go to a psychotherapist that does hypnosis. If you want to do just like like habit control, overcoming fears, you know that type of thing, you just go to a regular hypnotist or hypnotherapist. And um, but I have actually uh, a school where I actually teach hypnotism to people. So who you are both, teach people how to hypnotize yes, others. Yes, both licensed and unlicensed people. As a matter of fact, I can give for all my trainings. 
mental health continuing education units. So they can actually take my classes and they can submit those classes for continuing education and um, and use that professionally. But also in the state of Illinois and in most states, as long as you're not trying to practice medicine or psychology without a license, so as long as you understand what your scope of practice is, right. you can practice legally, but with the training that I give. Because if someone comes in and they say, well, here, I've got this medical problem, blah, well, they need a doctor's referral for me to work with them. See, so okay. so so there there are things you have to do because you don't you know How, you don't want people doing things they're not qualified to do. <laughs> if if someone wants to become a hypnotist, how long does it take? It, the the basic training, and that doesn't mean you know everything, but right. the basic training, and you go out and start working with people is a hundred hours, a hundred hours of basic training. Now, if you're a psychotherapist, you add a hundred hours to what you've already taken with your your university studies and your supervision. That that seems like a very small amount, but to the average person, taking a hundred hours out of their their schedule and then and learning doing hypnosis, you know, that's a significant investment. But then I tell all of my students, you're going to wind up taking a lot more classes, and as you know, Ray. Uh, I do a conference every year in St. Louis, the yeah. Heartland Hypnosis Conference, and um, it's designed for people who do hypnosis to get more and more training, more and more education. And um, uh, and I'm on a constant quest to take class. I'm, I'm always taking classes myself because you just never can know all of it, and it's just great. It's it's just a great field. You've also you also do the the stage stuff. You, you last year you did a. a I remember we we talked to you about you were doing a, a Christmas show. I did. I did a Christmas show. Yes. And uh, you do. I, schools and uh, I yes. imagine corporate functions or whatever. Um, what is that a different type of training? It's a different kind of training. Although you have to be able to do the basic training first, you have to. And I I have people come to me all the time that want to learn how to do the stage hypnosis, but I tell them the only way I'll work with you on stage hypnosis is if you take the basic certification first, because I don't want you out there using this powerful tool without understanding the boundaries and the limits and uh, the ethical considerations. And so um, I've had a number of people who uh, they said, "Well, I really don't want to take the basic certification." I said, "Well, you know, there are." Plenty of people train you. You don't have to work with me, but that's the only way I'll train you. So you'll you'll tr- you train you. So you'll train someone if they just want to be a stage hypnotist or if they want to. But they have to take the with... basic certification first because they. I don't want to turn people loose that don't understand the boundaries. Uh, the boundaries of hypnosis. You know the old joke, right? What you're a chicken. You know, right? Th- 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 is that real? Can a, can a hypnotist really? Get someone to well, you can. I mean, I know it's an old joke, but in in the deeper levels of hypnosis, and everyone agrees that most people can be hypnotized. There's light levels of hypnosis. Almost everybody can go into a light level hypnosis. We all do it spontaneously, naturally, every day. Matter of fact, some of your listeners may be in a light trance right now because they're doing highway (laughs) hypnosis. Because you ever go down the highway and you meant to get off at exit 20, and oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, you look up, it's exit exit 30, and you went 10 miles too far, and you have to turn around. Well, you know, uh, how many of us leave work and we're thinking about something else, and all of a sudden we're in our driveway at home. Well, so you're, that's, yeah. that is you, that's a light state of that's hypnosis. a light state of really light, yeah light state of trance. And in that light missing state, missing your exit and going another yeah. five miles on the highway is yeah because you're so focused on something else. You're really thinking about okay. something, but your unconscious mind is keeping you safe on the road. You don't run off the road. You don't hit anybody. And um, so you know we have that ability. And but in the deeper levels of hypnosis, you can actually amplify people's mental abilities. And and one mental ability we all have 
have is is we can uh, we can uh, sort of hallucinate. Like for example, you can hear things that aren't really there. Like you hear someone say, "I thought I heard something." Well, they really didn't hear something. They just thought they heard something, and that was probably coming more from inside them than it was from outside them. Well, we can amplify that, and we can make them in a stage show. You know, hear something that's not really there. They hear the music and they're dancing. And uh, or for example, you mentioned the chicken thing. If you really wanted to, I don't do it. I think it's kind of poor taste personally, but <laughs> but uh, but you can make someone you know cluck like a chicken. But but it's all in good fun. Now, if they weren't up there to have fun, they wouldn't do it. One one of our best bits last year, in, in all seriousness, one of the funniest things we did is when you brought that kid uh, that there was a you brought in a couple people that. Yeah, Ray and I think of him as a kid. He was 30 years old. Well, whatever. But. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I got him so old. He is a kid. But you did this this thing, and anybody, if you, uh, this was it was available on the website. I don't know if it is now, but because we we switched stuff. But there was a segment where you said you're on the radio reading news in China, and the kid. He didn't speak Chinese. Oh, I remember. You even turned to me and said, does he speak Chinese? It was the craziest <laughs> yeah, it, thing it, it, and the funniest thing he we said, had done. Ray said, D- 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 does he speak Chinese? I said, oh, he probably watched a lot of kung fu movies. I don't know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I spoke to someone who actually spoke Chinese. They said, no, what he was saying was gibberish. Yeah. But he sounded Chinese. Right. And, and you know, you, that's the thing about in hypnosis. Even in a stage show, you can't put in what's not in there. I mean, so, for example, he probably did watch a lot of kung fu movies. I don't know. But somehow he picked up... Up sort of the the uh, accent that would make you and I think you spoke Chinese. So he, in his mind, yeah. he was. But by the same token, if you did that with another person who'd never heard a person speak Chinese, they would not sound Chinese because they wouldn't it's know how very, to make it sound. Yeah. It's very. Listen, I got to have you back on because I I, I am so fascinated by. I want to talk about my clinic a little oh, bit, too. Oh, it works. By, by uh, yeah. go ahead let me and, tell and you about, plug your clinic. Let me tell you about Personal Motivation Hypnosis Clinic. We've been in Springfield since 2003. We've helped thousands of people release weight, stop smoking, overcome fears, deal with stress, uh, insomnia, that kind of thing. And so uh, we're over by over by Veterans and Lawrence, right at the corner of Veterans Lawrence in the Chateau Village, which is where they play the indoor soccer. And if you want to come in for a free 30-minute screening where we just meet, make sure you're good, responsive to hypnosis, answer all your questions, to come in for a free screening for 30 minutes, just call 698-9999, 698-9999, and you get a free consultation, free screening, and you can ask all the questions you want because hypnosis is a wonderful tool that you can learn to use, and when my clients are done with hypnosis, they can practice self-hypnosis and put themselves in a hypnotic state to help them sleep, help them lose weight, of course, remain off certain bad habits like smoking, and it really is a true a true gift that you can give yourself during this during this new year. Did you guys hear he hypnotized me and had given him that plug? It was unbelievable. <laughs> Listen, it is good. Come back. I want to get you uh, I, I will get, I will do the commercials and stuff over there, but let's get you in next week sometime. Okay, I would love to continue because I am fascinated. Uh, oh, and I'm like you, right? By the aspects, people of it. say, you know, how how'd you get in this? And I tell them, but but once you get into it, you just, it's it's so interesting because you get to see the power of the human mind. And when people are helped with hypnosis, they're the ones that have the gift. People say, oh, can you do that? I say, no, it's not me doing it. That person is so hypnotically gifted; they what's, can do that. What's the quickest that someone 
I'm, I'm rushed for time. What's the quickest someone can get hypnotized? What's quick? Oh, you can, can be seconds. someone get it. It can be seconds. Seconds. I mean, seconds. Wow. You can do what's called an instant or rapid induction. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me remind, remind me to bring that up next. I want to get you on again next week. William Mitchell of Personal Motivation Clinic, six nine eight nine 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 nine, corner of uh, of Lawrence and Veterans Parkway. It's always good to see you, my friend. Thank you. And Ray. I want to have you back on uh, next week. Let's set it up. Appreciate it's it. It's a real out of morning show. Don't go anywhere.